All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Hello, welcome to episode 233 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I am your host today, Alex. Bag Boy is my username, and we've got Lonnie St. Louis Kiss, and we have a special guest today, uh, Tom German, who works for T42 Design. Uh, if that sounds familiar, or if uh, the name Tom German sounds familiar, it should because he has been the, him and his team have been the ones that have put the tour books together for Kiss since 2003, uh, along with also designing uh, the book. Uh, that was in the original, the first KISS box set, and along with various other uh, releases that have come out over the years. And so we're, we're lucky to have Tom here, and thank you so much for being with us, Tom. You got it. You're welcome. Thanks so, for having uh, me. Oh, Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Sure. So, so <laughs> Tom, um, I guess we touched a little bit on, on history, you know, but before, I can't imagine KISS was your first client that got you... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that is, that's that's awesome. But what uh, what was the foundation of of working with with art design and and projects such as music, um, tour books and CDs and stuff like that? You know, it it started for me. Luckily, it started early on. My my first, I, I think it was my love for music. Uh, I think when I was about five, I got uh, turned on to the Beatles. And literally for a few years, that's all I listened to uh, because, you know, back in those days, you know, that's like mid-70s. Um, so I just gave away my age, I guess. Um, and mind you, I'm, I'm originally from Switzerland. So, you know, we didn't really have much access to the outside world or, you know, when you're five, six years old. It's like, you know, I was sort of relying on older brothers from some of my uh, buddies who and which one of them turned me on to the Beatles, and um, you know a few years later um, I was introduced to Kiss, and I I I I I think it was the the, the 45 the single of I was made for loving you. Now I was already you know a pretty creative little guy you know drawing a lot and just you know arts and crafts and all kinds of stuff. With my mother is more the creative person in our house uh, versus my dad is a business guy. So, you know, just being always creative and drawing, making stuff. And and then when I saw that cover of the, 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 the single of I Was Made For Loving You, I was just mesmerized, probably just like, like a lot of us back then um, or whenever we saw this band or an image of this band first. Because the funny thing was that I didn't really like the song because it was just, you know, it was too pop and whatever. And, um, but uh, I, I ended up at that time starting buying, you know, a bunch of those music magazines that came out of Germany. And they would always have a poster in it. And I basically started tracing uh, the, the masks of, of the, you know, Kiss and or whatever poster, you know, with paper overlaying and just making my own versions and stuff. And so, 
Without really knowing what I was doing in the sense of like that this could be a profession eventually, I, I um, just kind of got into this much more. And um, and then, you know, as I'm in my early teens, of course, got more, more into music and other bands, and, you know, like ACDC and then the whole new wave of British heavy metal. Uh, along with like a lot of other stuff like 80s pop that, again, kind of a lot of it originated from from Germany um, I started drawing a lot of those bands logos on my binders you know Maiden, ACDC, KISS of course State so Can I ask you a question then have you heard of the band you're from Switzerland called China oh yeah <laughs> awesome well, you're like I, the second I know person I know. Those guys. I, you know Switzerland is a small country and eventually you you kind of and you know i ended up playing music myself and bands like high school bands and stuff like that and so you know even though they they're from a different city you get to through whatever avenues get to know some of those guys and then you know i ended up also later on working with crocus which is much more well known than china <laughs> um Still in touch with with a couple of those guys from 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 them, uh, like the singer and you know a bunch of others. Uh, so, but yeah, my my love for just like a fascination of like the the band or those various band logos, um, just kind of kept growing. And eventually, um, I decided to go to a school which is basically an American. Uh, design school that had a, a campus in Switzerland and um, I studied the first four semesters at that school pretty much with my sights set on eventually transferring to the main school here in LA in Pasadena and then going to work uh, finding a job in, in the music industry because for me it was very simple I, I wanted to combine the two things that I love most which was, you know, design and creating and, and music. And uh, so shortly after I graduated, this is now, you know, sort of fast forwarding to like 1995, I got a job at MCA Records, which then a couple of years later was the big uh, merger of all these labels and Universal Music ended up buying all these other labels. And uh, I, and then because MCA ended up folding, essentially, I started my own business with my then girlfriend, who is now my wife and, and business partner of, gosh, what is it, 23 years now or 22? So we're essentially, uh, uh, I guess you can call it a mom and pop shop. <laughs> you know, and, so, and I, uh, so when you... When you had that merger with Universal, uh, is that when you began? Because I remember watching an interview where I guess you worked on a bunch of the, the 20th century masters. Oh, my God. I did, I don't know, <laughs> 200 of those. Wow. We, we were just banging those things out. And that, that's, that was like, you know, bread and butter work. I mean, you do one of those in a day. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it was from the Ohio players to Michael Jackson to Night Ranger to you know, whatever, country artists, uh, I mean, literally everything. Um, and so <clears throat> the, the connection with KISS came about because the creative director at MCA then ended up being the creative director at Universal, 
music uh, enterprises. I think it was already called UME at the time. And that basically was going to be the new catalog division. Because that was kind of the time when a lot of the labels started realizing, hey, we can we can put out all these, you know, best ofs and reissues and this and that. And um, so they formed this particular entity. And um, we started getting work from the creative director who originally hired me to MCA Records. And, you know, we would do like, I think one of the first jobs was uh, the Go-Go's. You know, there's kind of reissues of a couple of their records and, and some other stuff. And then shortly thereafter, um, one day he called me and said uh, if I had ever heard of a band called Kiss. <laughs> and and I, I, I remember clearly, and because he, he has uh, you know, a bit of a sarcastic sense of humor, and obviously he knew I was a Kiss fan. And... Um, then asked me if I was interested in working with them on a on a box set, <laughs> and uh, you know, as Paul Stanley would say, lo and behold, um, <laughs> you know, be careful what you wish for, because you know. And so, next thing I know, I'm a few days later, I'm in a, you know, fairly corporate kind of board meeting with a you know bunch of people from Universal and uh, Gene. Wow. You know, so and Tommy was there as well. But like I said, you know, uh, I, again, this was 2001. Tommy wasn't in the band yet. He was still, you know, the day-to-day -day guy. Whatever needed to get done for the band, he was the guy to to you know uh, go to. And um, you know, a couple of days later, we this this probably was like in May of 2001. Around, I remember it was already really hot in LA. I ended up going out to Van Nuys, which is out in the valley where Kiss has their warehouse. Well, it's in a different location now, but and they basically have all these. Uh, they had all these drum slide, uh, slide drums or whatever they're called. Um, and Tommy set me up, and I just basically went through all these slides and picked photos that I liked. Now, one thing I need to mention at that time. You know, sure, I was aware of like you know the, the some of the famous photographers, you know Barry Levine and all those guys. Mm -hmm. But you know, there was a lot of stuff that where nobody really knew who who took this photo, who took. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. This is you know, Kiss owns all this stuff. So I I was not really concerned about what I was picking, and I think I was at the warehouse for about seven or eight days and I probably looked through about 25,000 slides. Oh my gosh. It was, it was crazy. And you know, it was, this was really overwhelming. Um, uh, it, not only was it hot and humid and you know, there was no air conditioning there and <laughs> I would spend about eight hours per day uh, going through slides, you know, click, 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 mm -hmm. good, stop, pull one out. You know, look at it with a loop. I'm like, okay, no, this is good. Okay, so we had all the photos, and then, you know, basically the um, Gene wanted to do a guitar case, um, which everybody thought was a really cool idea. Um, of course, then the logistics and the financials came about when the label had to try to figure out what this all was going to cost. Mm -hmm. And uh, luckily, we, you know, we, we we got it done and had had to get it done pretty quickly because the production time was quite 
uh, long, you know, and then with the shipping and all that stuff, uh, I probably worked on the box set, including all the design, I don't know, a month. Now, I'm curious, um, and it probably could apply to other products you might get to as well, but uh, I don't know if your wife's the same. My wife's, we've, we, I was expecting a baby in like two weeks, and so <laughs> we went and did a maternity shoot, and of course that was like 200 photos taken. It was like it was like two degrees out in the you know open snowy desert of Idaho, and so we go through the photos and of course she picks five. There's like just five photos she likes, you know the other ones she wasn't. Did you have any of that when you know when you selected the photos and you're like these look great, but then maybe Paul's like oh I don't like that photo or Jean's like oh, I don't look great in that photo, oh are they pretty. They, they were that, that was sort of the easy part because also I I kind of focused on. Um, the classic photos, mm -hmm. you know, I, mm -hmm. uh, my thing at that time wasn't so much finding that one photo that nobody's ever seen. And I, I almost literally picked kind of like my, my favorites that I thought, you know, the fame, yeah, the famous Barry Levine stuff and, or the, the, the motorcycle stuff or the, the, the photos in, in London, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And, there really wasn't time, and also I didn't I didn't have the connections at that time yet to photographers that I have now, mm -hmm. um, or to people, let's say like Ken Sharp, who you know is a really good photo researcher, or other people that I know by now. Um, so I was kind of on my own, you know, doing this, and I would start with layouts, and basically I would maybe like make ten sample pages. And I would get it to Gene via Tommy, and you know, get a direction approved, and uh, and then we just kind of ran with it. Uh, but the one thing that was a big introduction for me is that the 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 art of photo editing, uh, and that still is actually, although I'm a graphic designer and an art director, the photo editing, especially when it comes to kids, is something that I really love doing. It's it's a huge challenge because you you in a way have to memorize all the material that you have, mm -hmm. uh, and, and and as you guys know, especially with Kiss, uh, <clears throat> each period, each tour, each album had a different had different costumes and all that stuff. So I realized you really had to have a, a designer on board for this particular project that actually knew the band. Yeah, because like, now. Yeah, Kiss fans are, are are very very picky. And they're they're going to point out mistakes real quick if there's oh, that, those are the wrong costumes that are next to that you know calling Doctor Love where there's Love Gun costumes on the calling exactly. Doctor Love page. And they're going to call so think, you out on it real quick. I, I think Kiss fans can be the unofficial OCD Anonymous Club too as well. You know everybody. Right now, you know I haven't looked at that book in quite some time, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that there is some mistakes in there where. Not that I, you know, would place an animalized photo next to Love Gun or something, but where maybe it wasn't quite, you know, the the correct photo to be placed with certain songs on a certain page. Um, and, you know, it was funny, although at the time, you know, I, I considered myself a pretty big Kiss fan. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Ross Radley who can identify... <laughs> <laughs> a photo by looking at it and can tell you from which show, which, what day, what venue, you know, 
those are all things I, I ended up learning over the years, uh, not, not to an extent of the knowledge that he has, but um, yeah, that, so that was, you know, that, that, that was a huge um, undertaking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just kind of fast forward quickly to this tour program, and we can talk more l later about it. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a revisiting of like, you know, all this stuff where like, okay, I really have, to, not only do I have photos, live photos, I'm going to have ephemera, uh, concert posters, I'm going to have backstage passes, I'm going to have ticket stubs, um, all this kind of stuff that I really have to make sure uh, that I place it in the right, you know, page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so far, I haven't gotten any complaints that I misplaced <laughs> something that, and you know how there, I forget which tour it was, um, it was around 75, 76, where, you know, the costumes from the previous album cycle, you know, they use, they use it for the next tour, was it Destroyer or something, I can't remember, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, where, like, you have to be kind of careful of, like, Okay, is this is this on the right page, or should this be, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Right, like Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over, they use the same costumes back to back, but there's some slight variance in them that the Uber right. just can't might, uh, might point out. Yeah, or there was a case, you know, and I kind of forgot about that stuff, uh, or uh, later uh, in the band's career with Hot in the Shade moving into Revenge, they ended up using the Sphinx. Uh, partially i think the beginning of the revenge tour because people liked it so much uh, you know so you know those kind of things that we always be kind of mindful or careful or mm -hmm. you, you know it could be easy to like mix up a, a live photo from animalized asylum because it was kind of similar you know like if you're not really paying attention you know uh, you know <laughs> well, they, well and they have they, they did it with movies i uh i remember seeing it was it, um, it was like Dumb and Dumber. It was like the one that wasn't good. It was like the second one after the first Dumb and Dumber. And it's supposed to take place in the 80s. And the lady holds up like a $5 bill. And it's clearly like one of the new $5 bills that we use mm. now in the U.S., you know. And they've actually got people like that's the job to make sure that the clock stays the same, that if somebody had a necklace on for one, you know, one shoot, that they had the necklace on again. So, yeah, that's <clears throat> those little minor details. Now, real quick, um... If I recall, I think you, I heard about it, there was a photo in, in the, the box set where it's, it's just Ace, I mean, not Ace, Ace wasn't there, <laughs> Paul, Gene, and Peter um, from the early days, and mm -hmm. it was actually with, like, two photos put together. Does that uh, ring a bell? Uh, like you a, know, I, I would have to see it to, to remember, to, to recall um I, I don't remember right now. Oh, no, you're good. I'm so, totally throwing you on the spot. This I apologize. I just I if remember you have like it handy. You can you can show me, but and and I you know. <laughs> that work. I don't have it with me at my office. <laughs> I book I off to the corner and stuff. I don't know, Lonnie, You want to throw want to throw a question and I'll grab my book. Sure. So you worked on the box set with them, and I know you worked on like the those millennium those millennium albums and and icons and. Mm -hmm. and very best of kiss as well i think i remember hearing that you worked on that as well yes yeah so, so around that front around that time period then kiss goes back out on tour and you design your first kiss 
tour book with that Australian um, symphony one, which right at the time I, I didn't get it. I didn't jump on it. Now it's like one of the most expensive tour books you can go back and try to find. And I kicked myself. Oh, yeah. I kicked myself for not buying that <laughs> all the time. Because I remember when they had it on Kiss Online at a reasonable price. And I, for whatever reason, I, I passed on it at the time. And it's like, man, I wish I would have done that. But <laughs> So what's it like? And we're going to talk more about the new tour book for, for the end of the road tour. But what's it like? Yep. What's it like putting together a tour book then, as opposed to, you know, working on specific album, putting together a tour book, especially a band like a band like Kiss, who that's one of my favorite things to collect actually is tour books. So it has to be. Um, what's it, what's it like putting putting one of those together? Well, one of the main big differences is that I with the tour books I work directly with the band. Mm-hmm versus like a box set. Oh, no, I shouldn't say the box set, but like let's say a millennium or, or the, the gold thing or the icons. That goes basically through the record company and then they deal with approval from the band and management because mm-hmm. uh, they kind of want to you know, be more in charge of that kind of stuff, even though they, they, they know that I know those guys. Just uh, in terms of hierarchy, they... And, you know, it's fine with me if they want to deal with the uh, approval process with, with those kind of things. But with the tour books, I am very much uh, in touch with, uh, initially always with Tommy. Uh, and, you know, I tell him what I need. I tell him what, what, what I want to do. And in the beginning I would like, you know, make a few sample pages so that they get an idea of the design sense. Um, and you know, I gotta be honest, it's always been pretty easy with, um, getting approvals. And I think, and they would always tell me of like, Oh, you know, I don't like this photo or swap this out. And that happens every now and then. Uh, but it's never like, where I'm, I'm spending days and days making, fi- you know, changing and fixing things. Because um, I, I don't know, I feel like early on they, because they understand that I know what the band is about and perhaps more so being a fan myself, that they understand that I know what the fans want. Mm-hmm. So how early, <clears throat> if you don't mind me asking, how early on do you, do you get kind of the, the phone call or, you know, hey, Tom, we're, we're going out. Like, I think End of the Road, they announced the tour September last year. Yeah. Did you know Did you know kind of a bit in advance before they announced it? Or was it like once they announced it, then they called, hey, Tom, to catch us on America's Got Talent, we need a tour book? I knew about the tour and the name, and I can say that now in hindsight. I, I knew about the whole thing months before that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everything was just kind of very, obviously very hush-hush. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that eventually I would have to, you know, maybe send an email and say, hey, um, should we do a tour book again? And um, so in this case, I actually reached out to uh, Epic Rights, the band's merch company. And... You know, we had a few phone calls, uh, including with uh, Keith LaRue, who's pretty much my confidant now in when it comes to facilitating, helping me find stuff, contacting others, 
you know, collectors and people like that. And I basically thought of the, the concept of featuring each tour. Uh, and I said, you know what, I'm going to be very Swiss about this, very neutral, knowing that not every tour was as popular or as successful as others. But I wanted to give, give literally each tour the, the same amount of uh, space. Because, you know, somebody grew up with Kiss during Asylum. They didn't really know, you know, they had yeah. little connection or personal uh, yeah, relationship with, I don't know, let's say Destroyer or whatever. So I wanted to kind of make it very even. I mean, the only album that's really not represented is The Elder because there was no tour, you know, yeah. which mm -hmm. is kind of unfortunate. But once I started creating this list of like all these tours, including uh, tours like uh, the, the Rising Sun or the um, Hit and Run thing, which, uh -huh. you know, was, I mean, you know, I had a, a short, you know, discussion with Tommy because he's like, oh, you don't really need to feature that stuff. And I said, well, you know, I mean, I know it's just five or six shows and a handful of shows in Japan. But it's still a tour. It's still something happened there, and obviously, you know, part of it was the uh, the infamous show where Paul uh, couldn't perform. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm still going to give that that tour a page. Yeah. And, and here, I went to one of those hit and run shows in uh, Sault Ste. Marie in '07. So that's for me as part of like my history, my history of the band. That's cool that something like that's in there, and I'm mm -hmm. sure, and I'm sure other people who like. You mentioned like Asylum, people who got into the band at different times. It, you know, oh, there's a full page of the first tour that I I saw. That's that's the first show I saw was Asylum or, or Crazy Nights or, or whatever the case may be. So right. that's, you know, so that, that's really cool because you know different fans' timelines mean different things to them. So that's that's really cool it, the way it's done. It, exactly, and that's why. And I really wanted to focus on the tours themselves. I didn't want to focus on you know, famous studio photo sessions, um, because also a lot of that stuff really has been seen a lot. Uh, and and I really wanted to make this about the touring history of the band with, with the limitations of the amount of time, the amount of pages uh, that we had, because you know, I was just thinking today, like, I mean, I had so much material um, I probably could have made a tour program with 150 pages, but then it would cost uh, 80 bucks at the merch stand. <laughs> I would have, I would have paid 80 bucks. But <laughs> Kiss fans no, that's, that is a that's one of the things I love with this this tour book, um, especially you know because end of the road. I, I like, I, I I've always hated when I've seen some bands tour books and it's eight pages and it's just a picture of the band and and a group photo and you know like it's and it's cool. But I like this one because it encompasses the entire history. It gives a great, you know, for people coming to the end of the road because, you know, for some people, um, I had a principal when I was in high school, and he went, and it's really cool. He, uh, I lived in Maryland, uh, Germantown. We mentioned a little bit earlier, Tom. Yeah. Um, but, of course, that means uh, Largo, Maryland, Capital Center. He went to the 1979 Dynasty Tour the second night, which is an infamous, you know, um, you know, part of it was released on Kissology too and stuff. But he, it was the greatest show for him. He enjoyed it. He's never seen Kiss, you know, since then and stuff. And he, I mean, he joked. He goes, maybe on the last tour I'll see them. So I'm kind of thinking maybe he's going to go see them on this tour. 
and he gets that tour book, it's going to be, he's going to open it up and be like, oh, man, I remember this tour. I was there when I was a kid. And right. Stuff. Yeah, it means different things to different people. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and you know, for me, uh, I mean, for one, I mean, my premise was to create the best KISS tour program this band has ever had. Uh, I, I really... Um, I wanted to show everybody else, every other big band, that if they pick this up, like this is what everybody else should be doing, <laughs> especially on their last tour. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was an incredible amount of work. Um, funny thing is, like you know, you see the design, which was you know a big part of the work, of course. But I'm I'm one of those designers that when I have an idea. I can already visualize what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. The design always, almost in a way, is more executing what I have in my head. So a lot of the work that actually went into this is work that you don't physically see, mm -hmm. which was all the um, the research, reaching out to all kinds of people, literally around the world, from from South America to Japan to. Europe to, of course, here, um, states, and uh, and asking for, do you have a ticket stub from, you know, you know whatever tour? Do you have a, a, a poster or whatever they could conjure up? Um, now, you see, if you, if you look at the program, there, there are a few tours where I, I still feel I was a little bit light on some stuff, but I was just... You know, uh, in the in, the, in the, sh the short amount of time that we had, I you know would have loved to spend. Of course, that's with you know with every project. Like, oh, I wish I would have had another week or two to you know dig a bit more. Or so with some tours, of course, I I got completely overwhelmed with stuff. I had way too much, especially photos. Um, and so it was a matter of like making a lot of hard decisions on uh, what what is going in there. Uh, sometimes I picked a photo that I thought was uh, more interesting. It may be on a photographic level, not the greatest photo, but I'd rather have that than showing yet another, you know, photo that we have seen so many times. So, you know, for example, um, uh, this Italian guy, Nico, um, he sent me a bunch of really cool stuff from some of the 80s tours, photos that he's taken. And I'm like, this is awesome because it is taken by a fan and nobody's ever seen those photos. You know, I don't know if maybe, perhaps he, because he, he scanned a lot of the stuff specifically for, for me. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I wanted it to look in a way almost like as if I had all this stuff, literally from 1973 on up until today, I've collected all this stuff, and now I'm making my own KISS program, like made by a fan, for the fan, you know, and that's that's why I also decided to do it more of like a collage kind of style. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, with some, you know, some structure where you have, the title is always in the same place. You have those quick facts, and then you have a little quote from Gene and Paul or Tommy and Eric, uh, you know, to the right side. Um, and I was very adamant about, you know, that kind of stuff, the, the text. 
because I, I know that's just something that adds another layer layer of information. And 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 you know, and I have to say, I, I did not design this program for the diehard fan. Because <laughs> you know, like they say, those guys have seen everything, heard everything, right. yeah. etc. This is this is for the almost more for the casual fan, for the fan that's seen this band maybe for the first time two years ago, maybe ten years ago, um, but also for of course including uh, the, the diehards who hopefully see something that they haven't seen or that they you know appreciate seeing again as a collection, um, you know, like a friend of mine for the second run just gave me some. Uh, ticket stops when he saw Kiss in 77 at the Forum and he went through to all three shows uh, so you know that that's that's included in the second printing for example on the uh, on that page um, yeah so um, you just answered one of my questions I, I, yeah. I had heard rumors the last few days that there's going to be a second run of the tour of the tour book will there be like more pages included in that will there be just other things added to it, or yeah, there's not going to be more pages. That? That's there's not going to be more pages. That's just simply a cost uh, issue because you know we wanted to keep it at the same page count um, and the same you know uh, cost. So because this was all of course done before the tour started, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and my dilemma then was as I'm you know designing, I'm like. Where am I going to get photos from for the end of the tour, uh, end of the road tour page? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, you know, it occurred to me, obviously, they've, they, they just came off the cruise and they wore the new outfits. But I, I realized, and I've never been on a cruise, but I obviously have seen many photos over the years and video. Uh, well, the stage is most likely not what this, the actual stage is going to be. So I, you know, I asked for permission I, with, with the guys. I said, can I still use photos? I have a ton of pretty good photos. And so the only thing that they said is like, yeah, but don't do like full stage photos. Do more like, you know, close ups. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't quite see that it is from the cruise. Obviously, if you've been on the cruise, you, you can tell. Mm -hmm. And you know they were fine with that, and I said, "Look, we we just there's no there's no live photos from obviously yet, so that's one of the main reasons why we're doing a second print run. Uh, so then you know with Keith and a couple other people uh, on this first um, part, like you know the last few weeks of the West Coast, uh, we got a whole bunch of really cool photos. So for example, the end of the road tour page uh, has all those photos got replaced." Uh, with new stuff, and then um, in the beginning, there's this one photo, which is a cool photo from that uh, TV show, the Late Late Show. Uh, I forget the guy's name. It was like a you know, James Gordon. Yeah. Right. So we replaced that spread with a bunch of new live photos. Cool. Sweet. And, and now then I gotta uh, go find the second one. Now I gotta buy, yeah, now I gotta buy a second. I gotta buy a second. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I. I I made a few little tweaks here and there, um, things that I wasn't, you know, I realized a couple of the ticket stubs, I, I, I just literally made them a little bit too small, so I enlarged some of them, so you can actually read from what's, what city <laughs> that stub was from. But, um, 
pretty much other than that, I mean, it's it's there, there's no there were no dramatic changes other than just adding new life photos. Um, yeah. So I'm curious. Uh, at least it was mine because I was happy to see that all members were at least pictured once in the tour book. I used Mark St. John. Unfortunately, there's it's really not a lot of photos of him out there. Well, so yeah, he only played like two and a half shows, so there's not a whole right. There wouldn't be a whole lot to choose from. And and I think I used the photo that I've used before. Um, it's really one of the the best photos I have of his, and I think it's it might be from the Heavens on Fire video shoot. It might not be even a, a real life photo, mm-hmm. but. You know, I always hated when when bands. Uh, I think who did that? I forget who, but when when people sort of deny part of their history just because there's personal issues or all that kind of, or whatever issues, and because the fan, you know, the fan doesn't know all that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't know that back in on Unmasked that Peter didn't really play drums on it. I didn't know back in. You know, when Creatures came out, I didn't know that Ace hardly played guitar on it. Right. You know, for me, he was on the record. I didn't, you know. Yeah. And you said you're making it for the for the casual fan. The casual fan still doesn't probably still doesn't know things like that. As yeah. as far as who, who played on what, they don't get the casual fan doesn't doesn't know. All the I had a friend of mine uh, just the other week. He went to the Anaheim show and uh, he was a fan from like similar time period on from late seventies, early eighties, but then kind of drifted away perhaps in general from hard rock music and into other stuff. And so he had not seen the band in probably, I don't know, since the eighties or something. Mm -hmm. So he texts me from the show in Anaheim and says, uh, the guy in the drums, uh, what, wait, is that, that's not Peter Chris, is it? I'm like, no, dude. That, the guy on the guitar, that, that's not Ace Frehley. You, you know? I, and I'm sure a lot of people in the stands think the same thing. I was I was at a show in, in 2009 when they when they did that, that Canadian run in 2009. I drove up there. And the lady in front of me turns around and she looks at me. She, goes, she could tell I was a, a huge fan. She goes, is that? Is that? Because that's not... Peter Chris is it? And I go, no, no, it's not just, but it is right. Ace, because, but it is Ace Fraley. I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, the, ca- the the casual fan really doesn't, doesn't know, but. No, and, and I dressed up as Kiss to go see them on the, uh, the Sonic Boom Alive 35 tour. And I remember having a guy who was drunk after the show coming up and hugging me because he thought I was Eric Singer. <laughs> I was all dressed up and getting makeup on his scalp, but I felt bad. Half my makeup was gone off my face and onto his clothes. But I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He goes, no, it's okay. I just met a guy from Kiss, and he just walked away. And I was like, well, he's going to yeah. have the best story to tell the next day. And I think it's, you know, for me, it's always important to keep that in mind that, yeah, the, the diehards, and Gene and Paul have said that themselves. And. People don't like to hear that, that the diehards are in the minority. Oh, yeah. It's a small you portion know? of the audience that's there. Yeah. And so I try to keep in mind. I mean, a buddy of mine just took uh, his six-year-old son to the show the other day. You know, um, <laughs> you know, six. I mean, come on. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. And for him, this, 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 is, this is Kiss. For him, Kiss is not Peter Ace and Gene and Paul. 
it's these four guys. Mm -hmm. And one thing I also have to mention, especially in the last, you know, once Tommy joined and Tommy and I have become quite friendly and he's, he's a, this is an awesome person. It always bugs the shit out of me when people talk crap about him because there's not a nicer person in this music business that, than Tommy Thayer. Not that the other guys are not nice, but he is one of the most, especially for me working with him so closely over a lot of these projects. He's one of the most professional, dedicated, hardworking guys. Uh, you know, and for me, he is as much the spaceman as Ace was back in the days. And, you know, I was just at the, the forum show the other Saturday and, you know, you, you see a guy like Eric, I, I like this, I'm thinking to myself, this guy is the heartbeat of this band. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for Eric Singer or Tommy Thayer, we wouldn't even be talking to each other right now. There's no doubt. And oh. those, those to, to echo what you said, just said, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet Eric and Tommy quite a few times and they are both of them, not that Gene and Paul aren't, but I've, Eric and Tommy are some of the nicest and most down-to-earth people you'll ever meet. And absolutely. They're absolutely, they're fantastic people. I yeah. haven't had the, I haven't had the chance to meet them, but uh, I remember when Tommy first joined and, and he had on his website, like, ask, you can ask a question, a Q&A, you know, ask Tommy a question. And I emailed a question. I didn't get a response. I never got my, like, answer to my question. But I remember going to the mailbox and there was an envelope in there, and at top left corner said Tommy Thayer on the return address and my name, which when I look back, it was it's Tommy's handwriting, and there was a Tommy Thayer guitar pick in there mm -hmm. stuff, and and I was just like, <laughs> I was geeking out because I was 14 and was like, I just got a Kiss guitar pick in the mail from the guy from Kiss. It was the coolest. So, yeah. so how long did it take you to put this book together, Tom? I mean, it's it's very detailed going with throughout the band's history. I mean, and you said you knew about, you know, you knew some rumblings that the, the tour was going to happen well before it was announced to the public. How long does it take you to put something like this together? I started with the research. Once I had sort of the concept down and like, um, I got, obviously I got Keith involved and uh, Jill Cataldo, who wrote a lot of the, uh, the quick facts. That's usually... Because I don't write um, text. That's not that's not my 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 job is to literally gather all the information and then you know put it together. Mm -hmm. um, so Keith and I probably for the duration of I want to say initially for about about a month. This goes back to like let's say last October. Oh. You know we we contacted all these people and you know and people had to like scan stuff photograph stuff so that took a while once once things started coming in I had to like sort everything and organize everything by year by tour uh, and again making sure that things don't fall into the wrong folder because uh, that I really had to be super focused and I also had to, I didn't take on any other projects at the time just like just completely focus on this so I don't get sidetracked with with other stuff um, so yeah, I would say the research of all the material took about a month and the design itself, um, about the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the research kind of continued because I would go like, Hey Keith, 
you know, find me, find me this. I don't have enough in this year. I, I need a couple of more things here. I need, I would go back to Tommy and say, hey, you know, dig up a few more photos for this and this tour. Uh, so things were still trickling in as I'm designing. And the, the good thing is because I, I had the structure, I, I had it all mapped out. I had the amount of pages that I was uh, allowed to to do. Uh, obviously, I, uh, we had the cover. And it was the key art or that you know ad mat art that everybody's seen. Um, and then I knew you know I I I need a page for a, an, an intro of sorts, and then um, you know a page for the credits, and then I had X amount of pages left, and. Uh, I had obviously these new studio photos that they took at the warehouse because just to interject quickly, one of the things that for me has always been important that while I would, you know, feature like the history of the band, like in, yeah, the 40th anniversary tour book, book for example, uh, I, I think the first half was all history stuff. And then by halfway, I would introduce uh, fee or feature the current band because that was always very important to me to you know that that the band as it is today gets enough attention mm -hmm. especially the two quote unquote new guys um, so uh, I had mapped out what you know one of the things that I like doing with these programs of uh, if you compare books that you know give sort of a dedicated spread you know, want to Gene, Paul, Eric, and Tommy. And this time I said, okay, you know, I'm going to do a cool live photo and I'm going to use uh, one of the new studio photographs next to each other. And then, you know, we had that the band photo in front, in front of those road cases and, you know, the gold records on the wall. So I said, you know, along with Keith, we decided that should be the center spread you know, so it, it and it breaks up a bit the rhythm of like the the crazy collage. You know, it gives you gives the eye of the reader a bit of a break, like when because you you kind of get to me you kind of get clobbered over the head with like all this this information, all the visuals, and some of the stuff is kind of small. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you can almost have to pull out a loop to uh, <laughs> you know, I inspect some of the stuff. So you know, it's for me a Design is always like um, writing a song where you have an intro, you have you start and then it goes into a verse and then maybe a bridge and then goes into a chorus and then, you know, eventually you have a guitar solo. And so creating a good rhythm is, is, is a, is a important thing for me to do. Um, and at the same time, sort of staying even, you know, not giving, too much importance to one thing over another thing. Um, so the design, yeah, I would say was another four weeks. And then we had the Christmas break uh, where I needed, to, I had to step away from the whole thing for, for a moment because I was, I, I went back to Europe for, for, for two weeks because uh, I need to ski when there's snow. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I came back and I spent another maybe week, just kind of fine-tuning things, you know, fixing some stuff and uh, more technical as you know, kind of getting the files ready for the printer. And uh, it, it, it was it was a crazy amount of time. In ideally, I should have had like 
you know, three, four months to work on this. But, you know, in the end, it's it, it's fine because I'm luckily because of my experience and I work very efficiently. I knew that I can put it together mm-hmm. and uh, it was tight. But, um, you know, we got it done. And, you know, obviously everybody was, you know, a couple of the people that were promising me stuff. I had to kind of follow up a couple of times and I give them hard deadlines and say, hey, got to have it by Friday. If not, you're not going to be in there. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you, you know, <laughs> you make the call. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, uh, it's, it's, I mean, you don't want to suck it up. It's really the best tour book I've seen. Um, and there's been a lot of other great tour books that have come out. Um, I mean, even the one I've got with me right now, next to me, my Alive 35 tour book for my first Kiss concert. It's an amazing tour book, but I, I think this one really hit out of the park. I, I think I saw a post that I, I hate seeing the eBay post because people are <laughs> really upcharging on their uh, copies on eBay. But somebody mm-hmm. put many history is what they called it, and I, and I definitely get that vibe. If you've seen the uh, the history book, it's like right. a miniature version, just you know, all comprehensive. No, it's yeah. the response I mean, on it's been great. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, the response has been overwhelming. I mean, uh, and, and you know, I, I don't need to, I know for myself when I, when I, like when I handed in the files to the printer, I knew this is going to be hard to top. Like, like literally, I don't want to do another tour program for KISS because right now I wouldn't even know what to put in. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't, unless it's, it's something completely different where, you and, and who knows? Maybe next year we're going to do that—a um, a, a new tour program uh, with just photos from this tour. You know. I think we, we've got another host on the show. He's not with us today. I think the only thing I, I know he'd love to see would be a, a hardcover version of a tour book. <laughs> Other than that, though, it's <laughs> it's just all you know. This printing and printing is 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 very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you add a hardcover, you add more pages. I mean, you literally have to, you know, retail. A, uh, then it's not even a program anymore. It's, it literally becomes a book, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It literally is gonna. It will cost seventy bucks at yeah. the merch stand. Yeah, you're, and you're you're gonna, No, yeah. and the, mater- the material. I love the. Um, is it a Mylar? Would you the, the front cover with that the rainbow color effect? That yeah, it, it's it, yeah. It has this sort of exactly, and then basically you print on top of it, and um, it, that creates that effect. Yeah, it it just adds like a, a you know eye candy, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know just a cool effect um, that you know pops when when you see it uh, hanging there at the merch stand. Uh, because of the, the the reflection of the light and stuff, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, this program has, I think, over 700 visuals in it. You know, whether it's photos or you know little posters and whatnot, mm-hmm. versus you know, let's say a, a, a regular tour program. Uh, let's take uh, you know Kiss World from was it from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has that's got maybe like 40 photos in there, maybe 50. Wow. Uh, you know. I mean, in comparison, a, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it, it it there's so much more in there. I mean it's literally, uh, you know, Keith when he saw the the final layout, he's like, people will pick this up and 
they're not just going to thumb through it at the merch stand and go like, eh, eh, I'm not going to buy it. Or, yeah, okay, I'm going to buy it because I need to have it. They're going to buy it, and they're going to go home and spend hours right. looking through it. <laughs> that, that, that's one thing I like about it is it, it, there, there's so much in it that it's not the kind of tour book that you're going to look at once or twice like the day mm-hmm. of or, or the next day and you get home and then file it with your others. It's something that, that you can really go back to and 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 relive either your memories of, of this tour or, or, or other ones that you saw throughout, you know, the years that you saw the band. So it's exactly it really is off the charts. Yeah, so I'm 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 really happy with it and what makes me most happy is that the fans, the consumers are happy with it. Um, I know that the band's happy with it. Um, so, you know, uh, for me, mission accomplished. Uh, on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, we'll, we'll get close to our wonderful chat, but you mentioned you saw them in Anaheim. Um, are you planning on seeing them any other shows on the tour so far? Or? Uh, so far, well, not... Not in the States, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be in Europe and Switzerland this summer, so I'm looking to see them on 4th of July in Zurich, Switzerland, um, most likely. And, you know, perhaps, I don't know, next year, if if there's another show in the L.A. area, um, sure, I'll go. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of fan... Where I, you know, I'm not gonna fly to Philadelphia to see them, or, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And of course, living in Los Angeles, you're, you know, you're spoiled because you know they're gonna come by here, uh, which obviously they did. And um, I, I've seen them in LA many times. So you know, I I would go, I would go to Vegas. Like I, you know, I saw that show. What was this? And. Oh, three or whatever when they played at that smaller club. At oh the, yeah, and they played the Palms and Palms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went out there because you know, obviously Vegas is very, you know, it's close from here, at least not not too far. Mm-hmm. And I was special enough to go see that. Um, and then you know, that was I, I think it was actually the first time I, I I met Keith and then you know Nico and and Hero from from Japan and. There's a bunch of people that, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, it'd be cool to, like, meet meet, meet some of these guys. And, you know, s- some of them I, I rarely see uh, throughout the years. Uh, but at least once, you know, you was able to uh, meet somebody in person, sure. which is nice. So the extended KISS family, even though some may not be directly involved with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a cool... Um, um yeah extended family you know uh, that, that that i don't know if other bands have that you know i haven't uh, maybe grateful dead uh or yeah <laughs> right it's yeah not many <laughs> not many bands have the type of following that they do that's that's exactly for sure. that's for sure exactly well i guess I just want to throw one more then. So with this being the oh, end of I, the... I just want to say, if you, you know, if you have more questions, I, I got a little time. Okay. You know, okay. We can go a little more <laughs> if you want. Cool. Well, then I guess probably, since we do, um, right behind you, over your right shoulder, is the vault. And you did work with the vault book, too. Mm-hmm. Um, how was uh, 
Oh, yeah, and if you want to get it, go to GeneSimmonsVault.com, and you can order yourself a vault there. <laughs> uh, how was that, then, real quick, if we could touch on, on that? Um, a little side note. Because well, I've, seen, I've seen bits of the pages. I, I don't have a vault because I'm a poor college student, but I've seen some of the pages and scans, and it looks amazing, though. Yeah, no, that that... Uh, that's that's a project that I'm very pleased with as well. And and like you pointed out, I I was uh, in charge of designing the book and putting that together and including uh, researching photos. And again, I had um, uh, Ken Sharp was also uh, instrumental in you know getting me cool photography and bits and pieces. And he also did obviously all the interviews with Gene. Um, and the main thing that was totally different, um, this project was that I directly dealt with Gene, uh, you know, the other guys obviously were not involved and, uh, and perhaps for Gene was also a new thing because he was totally hands on. I mean, you know, I would email him and say, Hey, you know, I need more pictures for, for this, that I'm looking for this. He's like, Oh, he's like, come by the house. I I'll put a box together with stuff, and um, uh, yeah, it, he literally uh, opened his his house and his you know whatever. Uh, he's like, take whatever you need. Wow. You know, I mean, he was really cool to work with. Um, it was maybe an adjustment for him because literally, this was a, a project where. It didn't go through, yeah, it went through Rhino, but it was really, our team was very small, like a few people, um, you know, four or five people, including the printer, um, who was, you know, instrumental in the materials and all that, you know, that kind of stuff and giving us uh, timelines and, well, it was essentially Gene giving me, you know, from Polaroid photos that he had of his childhood or when he was a baby. Almost at times got almost a little bit too personal in terms of what he was going to give me uh, or what he was giving me. And like, for one, I, I think it's in the beginning of the book, there is a small photo of a passport of his, which obviously has expired. And. You know, uh, I'm like, why are you giving me a, an old passport? He's like, use it if you want to. If not, fine. <laughs> now, he wasn't like saying, use this, don't use that. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, once he would see the layouts, there were certain things he, once he saw them placed, he's like, ah, don't use this photo. Use Use something more gritty or something less glam, you know, or less, you know, because um, my, my whole thing was I wanted this book to look like as if it was an old book that came, that's been sitting in a vault mm-hmm. for many years, and now you're pulling it out, and it's sort of, that's why, like, you know, I put these, like, old paper textures in the background, and uh, just kind of make it look like a, a vintage book that's been sitting around in a vault for many years, and now you're pulling it out, and that's, that is, that's what it looks like, you know. Um, one of my favorite parts about this book is all these little drawings uh, that I would use in the background, um, and those are all Gene drawings um, or you know handwritten lyrics that he gave me 
and uh, at times it was, you know, yeah, a lot of it was uh, from his vault, obviously that he had, and some, but some of it was like, you know, original handwritten lyrics, you know, and just a lot of cool stuff um, that I that I was able to work with. So, um, and yeah, he was great to work with. You know, it was it was it was different, um, but you know we again like hopefully you know I always when things go to printer I'm like ah oh, I hope I hope people will appreciate what I've done because it's always it's always a bit of a crapshoot sometimes you know it's it's a bit like probably when a band like hands off the master tape to to the manufacturer and then they have to wait two months till or whatever till the record comes out and they're like sitting on needles mm -hmm. you know they can't can't wait for the reaction of the fans will they like this record will they hate it will they be like eh? you know so but yeah and you know uh, just the the magnitude of this project gene's project i mean for a designer it's really really rare to get to work on a project like this yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah, something like that is as unique as it is. So I can't imagine the, how how cool that must have been to be able to to put your name. Yeah. That. On the vault, I probably worked on uh, from our first meeting in like you know February of was it 2017 I think yeah 17. Um, you know then initially we had to create a logo and. Um, you know, again, start researching because I can't design anything if I don't have the materials, right? And mm -hmm. can't have to do all the interviews with, with Gene. And uh, yeah, that was probably a time span of like maybe five months mm -hmm. from, from, from start. Doesn't mean that I worked on it every day, eight hours, you know, there was mm -hmm. days in between where <coughs> I had to work on other projects that I, um, that we have. Um, so, sure. Yeah. <laughs> So has there been, um, I guess, one, and it might be difficult because maybe that might have been your first time with Kiss, but has there been like a, a pinch me moment, you know, when you were maybe working on the box set or it might have been one of the tour books when they, they hand you some photos and you're just like, I can't believe I've got these set of photos in my hands right now. Have you had any of those moments? Any, well, any yeah, especially, especially the box set when I would pull out some slides where I'm like, oh, my God, like. I had that poster, mm -hmm. you know, from Bravo magazine in Germany from whatever year it was, 1980 or whatever something. I and and you know, I can always tell. I also learned how to tell an original slide from a from a duplicate. Mm -hmm. The original always obviously first of all it's it's more worn, the frame is worn and it has a usually a stamp from the photographer on it and perhaps a date or something like that. And I pulled out a few things where I'm like, this must be the original slide that, you know, they used for this this poster or that, you know, thing, this and that. So, yeah, there's there's those moments um, that directly deal with um, the, the, a project. Uh, but I've, I've obviously had, I've had, you know, quite a few pinch me moments where, you know, I would go to a rehearsal here in L.A. and I'm literally in a room with maybe the sound guy and the band and I'm sitting in a corner listening to them rehearsing. 
like like a fly in the wall and, and um you know where I'm like I can't believe this you know or if I could tell you know, if I could tell ten year old me that I'd be sitting here I, he wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah I know it's it's I it, it's it's bizarre at times or you know moments where uh, I think after we finished the artwork for Monster the for the album not the book. Um, I, w I went over to Paul's house and I think I had some proofs with me from, uh, I think it was from the album or maybe it was something, I can't remember what the project, maybe it was a tour book because I was doing at the time also. And he, he said to me, um, have you heard the new record? I'm like, no, I, you know, how, what it wasn't that you know, and he's like, let's go outside, let's go in my car and I'll play you the whole record. So I'm, I'm sitting in the car with Paul and he plays me the whole record from start to finish. You know, those, those that's are definitely pinch That's pretty surreal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, but one thing I, I, I want to say with, with, with what, what I really appreciate about those guys is there is, there is a, there is an honesty like if somebody doesn't like something, they they tell you. Or I would also, you know, counter back if like somebody has a, which of course this doesn't happen very often. Somebody has an idea that's kind of like, eh. I would, I would say, you know, maybe you know you, you I because this is a professional um, thing, so I don't I don't like to bring in my personal opinion in that sense, but. I, as as the the designer of and I'm not thinking of a particular project right now, but you know, uh, I would say how about this because of this and this reason? I think this could be a better solution. Mm -hmm. And then they would say, okay, let's see it. And then we would compare, and you know, decisions get made really quickly. And so because it's like okay, you know. Let's move forward because we got we got we all got stuff to do. We got we have families. We, you know, we don't linger too much over things, and and because of that, you you get to move through a project pretty swiftly. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've uh, worked with many other bands who are way more complicated or difficult to deal with. Um, for whatever reason, things are just more, I don't know, or personalities that are more dominant or possessive or, you know, um, yeah, but with Kiss, it's always been very easy and, um, you know, I know that they know that I appreciate uh, them over all these years coming back to me um, and giving me all this, this business. And I never take it for granted. It's, you know, it's, yeah. In, in the end, it's a project that, you know, makes money because I, I have a business to run. I have a mortgage to pay and, um, you know, all that stuff just like everybody else. But, you know, the name Kiss is attached and that just always puts a smile on my face when, when, when I get to work with them, uh, of course, I mean, because I, I never dreamt of, uh, you know, being from a small town in Switzerland, you know, that that's just something that like, that's that's what other people get to do eventually in their life. But right. For some reason, I I was chosen. But, you know, I, I did have a, 
very, I think one of the things that inspired me the most about KISS, and we've heard it many times from, from Gene and Paul, is that the the attitude that they, the message that they try to convey about, you know, and you, and you look at the photos in this new tour book, gosh, I mean, they're playing in front of 15 people at, you know, whatever clubs in Long Island. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the belief that they had in themselves, that they knew, you know, mm-hmm. they knew that we, we can do this. We can do this our way. And, and so this, this has always been a great inspiration for me. And perhaps that's why I struck out on my own uh, being self-employed now for 23 years, um, pretty much half of my life or a little bit less, but um, just, just having this positive attitude about, um, you know, yeah, like you said, you know, we wanted to be the band that we never saw. And maybe, you know, I, I never felt like I wanted to follow in, you know, what society tells you, oh, you must go to, you know, this school and become a doctor. Not that they say anything wrong with that or, you know, the follow the path like everybody else does. You know, just, I mean, yeah, just pursue, pursue my, 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 my dream, which, you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't saying like I want to fly to the moon per se, but well, if you put me put your mind to it, you can become an astronaut and <laughs> do that. <laughs> but <clears throat> and then yeah, with Kiss came you know uh, many other bands that I or artists that I got to work with that when I was a kid I had their poster on my wall, and 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 now you know, um, yeah, I have I have uh, gold records on my walls from. Def Leppard and you know whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's 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 test you out, and I'll, I'll make it easy. But I'm looking at your side. You got a testimonial. See if you can figure out who who might have said this one. Tom has done some great work for me over the years, and always been a pleasure to work with. That is my favorite guitar player of all time, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I, I remember uh, um, I saw on you, you were on another podcast, and you shared a story about a. Uh, an Ace Frehley poster being sent, signed, yeah, over to fifty one fifty and stuff. But then I had, to, I mean, yeah, you definitely. I mean, I'm sure you probably feel it. I'm sitting on the outside. And I'm definitely sitting there going, man, Tom is definitely headed out of the park on some, you know, I don't want to say maybe bucket list or life goals, but maybe like, uh, like brownie points of life. Like, what could I do? Cool. Okay, I've got to work with Kiss. I've got to do work with Eddie Van Halen and, and so forth. And Definitely opportunities have come your way. And, yeah, and I mean, your work. one thing I never tried is, and I don't believe in, is like f- trying to force things. Because mm-hmm. I've done it a few times here and there where I felt like, oh, I want to work with this band. And I, I tried to get an in and and then it didn't work out, you know, for whatever reason. And so I believe more in like ha- letting things happen organically and you, you you do your work, you do good work, and you know, be a good human being, be honest, be professional, be you know efficient, and and things just, I mean, you got to work hard for it. There's no doubt about that. I mean, it's it's a lot of fucking hard work, but um, uh, you know, 
yeah, like the the, the the Van Halen thing came about because I, I, I met met somebody who works with Eddie, has been working with Eddie for, for many years. That person and I became very good friends. And only years after we became friends, you know, he invited me up to the studio once and, you know, talk about, you know, pinch yourself moments when, you know, I got to hold the original Frankenstein guitar uh, or many other things you know, things, and, and then, you know, got to meet the guy, you know, and, and, but it wasn't something that I forced, it just, it just kind of naturally happened, and, um, you know, connections with other bands that I worked with, um, sometimes it's through the record company, or sometimes it was through referrals for, you know, or simply other bands seeing my work and, you know, contacting me and wanting to work with me and um yeah so so yeah things usually just happen in a organic way and that's that's usually when things projects also turn out well you know <laughs> yeah they happen the best well i got my books i want to i feel like if we were to end this show <laughs> mentioning something and not answering it then it'd almost be like people may like sitting on the edge but so this was the image i was talking about in the uh box set book mm -hmm. and I think that I, I think I was ready for heard from you or someone who said it was a combined image it was like two separate images that kind of got photoshopped together to make one image you know I don't think so um, I would have to go back I don't, I don't recall you know because I'm very sensitive especially like such historic photos mm -hmm. not just uh, I'm a huge fan of photography uh, especially music photography, um, so I'm I'm very sensitive about butchering photos, um, and if I would if I would do something like that, I would literally go and ask the person's permission. Like, is this okay if I move one guy a little bit or something? Or I, I try to do I would try to do it in a way where nobody would notice it, kind of thing. And of course, mm -hmm. the photos get retouched, you know. Um, that's everybody does that. Um, the trick is to make it look like it wasn't retouched. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you have to retouch some scratches or dust particles or things like that. But I'm, I'm, I try to be very respectful to the photographers and and their work and not um, you know mess with their stuff. So I, I would have to go back and look at dig out like my files if. And see, but I, I don't think I did anything to that picture. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just curious on it, but <laughs> Tom, we, we just want to thank you again for, for coming on, answering some questions, sharing sharing a little bit about yourself and the work you've done. And sure. Uh, you know, for those who have listened, honestly, I mean, you can check out various albums you've got, and the Love Gun Deluxe, the Resurrected, and like I said, you'll see Tom uh, Tom's name listed on the credits for the design in the tour book, the, especially the current tour book is is amazing. Lonnie, do you have any other last minute question that popped in your mind? No, I don't. I think you get I think Tom answered all the ones that I had written down. Um, we really appreciate your time and sure and, and coming on My the pleasure. show today. And again I, I went to the show Saturday night in Memphis and got a tour book and I had seen previews of it and I couldn't wait to get my own. So um, <laughs> 
And um, it sounds like I'm going to have to buy another one, though, because it sounds like it's been upgraded. So, <laughs> well, I think so, it's so be... in typical KISS fashion, you'll get me twice on the same product. Yeah, I think the, the new version <laughs> is going to be on sale by this Saturday, which I, I think might be Chicago, okay. um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but Chicago Saturday. Yeah, I think definitely, like, from, from next week on, if you order it online through band's site, or uh, I don't forget what the address, you know, the URL is, uh, they'll have the, the, the new print uh, uh, for sale. And, you know, like I said, I don't know what's, you know, some, somebody asked me recently on Facebook the other day, I forget who, uh, if there's going to be a new one next year for the fall or something. And there's, I, think, I think that was me who asked about that. You? <laughs> okay, yeah, there's, there's no plans right now. Um, but, you know, in the world of KISS, things can change. Um, but right now, obviously, this is all brand new still, and a lot of people still haven't haven't seen this. I mean, uh, I mean, they're only sort of halfway through the country. Um, you got, right. you know, you got Europe in the summer and um, Australia in the fall or whatever, and and I assume next year is going to be South America, Asia. Right, and then you know they'll probably come back to the states. I'm assuming playing cities that haven't you know gone through yet, and who knows where where I I I almost feel like they don't even know themselves where and when this will end. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the demand's there, I think they're going to go for a while. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely, and you know I I, I would speculate that the uh, the last show will be in New York. It seems to make sense to bring it all back home, even though two guys are not from New York. But uh. <laughs> now, now you mentioned you want to fly. Would you fly out to the New York show if they said last show Madison Square Garden? Would that be a show? I would consider that, and you know, obviously in my case, I would probably try to con- combine it with some other business where I can ha- set up some meetings with some other record companies, or you know, to to kind of. Um, and then it kind of depends on the time of year when it would be, and um, but yeah, that's that's definitely something I would consider. Wonderful. Now you mentioned business, and we want to uh, for those who are listening, who you know, whoever comes and watches, where can they find your work? Where can they get in touch with you? If they working on a music project, you want to get in touch with with T forty two. Where can they find you? Yeah. So uh, our website is uh, t42design, letter T, number four, number two, design.com. Um, and, you know, we have, have an Instagram site, which is t42design. Facebook, same, t42design. Um, yeah, and on, on Instagram, I do a bit of a mix of, like, you know, work and, like, some, of, you know, personal travel and, you know, bring in a bit more of a personal aspect into the whole thing. Uh, sometimes you see a picture of my daughter or my dog <laughs> or me skiing somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like I would, uh, I think recently I posted like the new Tesla album cover, which I designed, um, you know, or, or I put up the, the, the back cover of the tour program, mm-hmm. the, the second cover, which caused a, apparently a bit of a confusion with some people because they thought there was two different programs out. But you know, I I decided to make make it two covers uh-huh. on front and back, and 
It's good we had all these. Is these, there two these, of them? I need to get both of them. Most, yeah, exactly. most Kiss fans yeah, attitude. But when I would see someone <laughs> make this comment, that would interfere and say, no, no, this is one and the same program. It's just sort of a gimmick, like, you know, um, that that I that I suggested, and you know, they went for it, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm mostly happy with the, 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 the positive response because, yeah, if there's any, any fan in the world that, that first to bicker about whatever silly thing, it's, it's KISS fans or certain ones. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt about that. Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much, Tom. Um, from all of us here at Chess FAQ, from Lonnie, myself, and again, Tom, thank you so much for sure. being on the show. And we, well, talk to you all soon again. Anytime, anytime. You know, I'll, you'll see whatever next KISS project that will come about. I'm sure there will be, I have a hunch, there will be a live DVD and, you know, CD and, mm -hmm. find, you know, a bit of like a KISS Rocks Vegas type of uh, situation, mm -hmm. hopefully, um, which, and I think that should happen. It's usually more a matter of like, them finding the right partner in terms of distribution and all that stuff. So, yeah. Hopefully we'll do it all. <laughs> hopefully we'll hopefully we'll get a chance to chat again soon. Then we'll talk about that. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Guess what? Well, thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.